everyone. Welcome once again to the Iconist Podcast. Thank you for, as always, for tuning in. I'm one of your hosts, Barry3D, and you know the links are down below. As always, I'm sitting here with the man, the myth, the legend, the one that's got the turntables going all through the holidays. More reliable mm. than Mariah Carey on our one-hit wonder, All I Want for Christmas. Dang! That's right, I said it. Who am I talking about? The man, my cousin. DJ Rod C. Oh my goodness. <laughs> We won't get into that now. We won't get into that at all. Oh God! Mm-mm, mm-mm. Oh, you know the only thought about once a year. Come on, man. <laughs> she's a winter. She's a Christmas winter soldier. That's what she's doing. That, exactly. She's a Christmas winter soldier. Thought out once a year for one mission. Make that sale. Woo! Ah, nice. Cheese, cheese, cheese. And we're just going to get right into it. But we're going to do one shout out, of course. Not one shout out is the man who makes us look so pretty. And if you need any work done, you just tell him you heard about him on the Iconist podcast. Mm-hmm. And he'll give you a discount. And who mm-hmm. am I talking about? The pop, one pop, and pop. only. Pop, pop, pop. Jay Bird Digital Art. Jay Bird Digital Arts. You want to see it? Check the links at the end of the video. You know, and then check our links down below uh, for anyone that's listening on where you stream your podcast from. And this is a man who'll do mm. your templates, posters, any kind of graphic designs. He's got you covered. Woo! Holidays are good. We're having a good time. And we're back. Mm-hmm. And here we go. We, and, and we're just jumping right into it. We started this whole kind of world. And we're bad for not kind of continuing things at times. So this time we really wanted to make sure we followed through with everyone we said we're going to follow through. And this time, yeah. And who's left? No one, but the you know, last but least, not you know, mm. not saying the you know, the best for last, best for last, like good while we keep it to the end. Keep that that's end. right, that's right. Daughters of the dragon. <sighs> now, have anyone watched the Netflix series, uh, with Luke Cage, right? Ne- you know, Iron, Iron Fist, mm-hmm. the, defenders. the Defenders, they made their appearance in there. And you might not have known exactly who they were unless you were like a hardcore fan down to our level. Okay. But for the casual person, you're like, oh, they're ca- passing by characters. And no, they, 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 they own entity. Okay. Let's go back. So mm-hmm. once again, we've been covering, we've covered White Tiger from where the deadly hands of, deadly hands of Kung Fu. Mm-hmm. We've do- covered the sons of the, the sons of the tiger. Mm-hmm. Where from the deadly hands of Kung Fu. And mm-hmm. once again, we are back third times a charm. With the mm. deadly hands of Kung Fu. Mm. With the Daughters of the Dragon. Mm. The name just... As I said before, everyone was Kung Fu fighting back in the 70s, man. And Daughters of the Dragon consisted of two main characters. They, it was That's just the two of them. That was the tag team right there. They were like almost the female version of Power Man and Iron Fist. Facts. Facts. Heroes that's, for that, Hire. Yes. That, that would have been the, the beautiful baseline of yeah, that's that's basically what they are. That's basically what they were. They right. were the, they were the female version, the female entities of Heroes for Hire. Exactly. Mm. That's how I took it. Now they made their very first appearance in issue number thirty-two in the Deadly Hands of Kung Fu. They were one of the backup stories. So they when I you now that was a Marvel magazine, and I and I stress that because it was in a larger format. It was in a magazine format as opposed to a comic book format. Right. The covers were in color. The pages inside were black and white. And they were in issues, the last two issues of that series of Deadly Hands of Kung Fu. So they made their first appearance in issue number 32 and issue 33, which was their, because they had their two-part kind of origin introduction into the world of that. And the members were Colleen Wing and Misty mm-hmm. Knight. Now, on top of it, they, they also had another name within the comic. It's a comic within a comic almost, right? The comic book was called Daughters of the Dragon. 
but their 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 organization they worked for was Nightwing. They were investigators, and that was Nightwing investigations, Nightwing, yes. you know, respiration, whatever it is. But it was Nightwing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a good it's a good pair off after name. That's it. You got Misty Knight, Knight, Colleen Wing, Wing, Nightwing investigations. Like I said, they were basically to me. If you really go back and look at and uh, uh, Heroes for Hire, yes. they were more private detective. They were more of just the like you know helping the common man, whatever. Colleen and, and Misty, they were more of the the, the higher end. They were like saying, "We we we are profit entity. Listen, we we making sure we got enough money to pay our our, our rooms, uh, our offices. Yep. Is that is that what yep. you can do, Luke? And then, you know that's a lot of that's another bunch of jokes, but we won't get into that. <laughs> well, it's very true, Rick, because Power Man and Iron Fist were heroes for hire, where Colleen and Misty were investigators. So they had a you know they operated a higher budget. They they had themselves more organized. Um, mm-hmm. Where I thought Heroes for Hire was more popular because they were more flashy. Colleen and Misty were more smarter about what they did and did a lot of stuff that you know sometimes you didn't even know they were on a mission. Right. So. The two of them might seem like an odd pairing. And if you don't know, okay, so Misty Knight, African-American, let's just say black. <laughs> let's, you know, I ain't going to get all that. Let's just be, like, let's get back to basics, okay? Mm-hmm. And Colleen Wing was mixed. So she was half um, half white and half Japanese. So her Japanese. mom was Japanese with a lineage that she was able to trace back to her grandfather and even her great-grandfather. That, that line were all samurais. They were all trained as classic samurais. And when Colleen was born, you know, her, her mom only had one child. Her parents only had one child, and that was Colleen. They never had a boy. And you know, then that's where they changed. They said, well, usually we always train the boys, but that's the only child you have. That's that we're gonna continue with our tradition. And they trained Colleen to be a samurai from Ute. You know, <laughs> from a picnic. As soon as you could pick up the blade. Okay, let's begin. Let's begin. Right. So this is where she's coming in. So she's been trained as, from a little girl mm-hmm. her whole life in the Bushudo, Bushudo Code. You know, the way of the samurai. Mm-hmm. The, her holding a sword is like second nature. It's like her right hand. She feels no way about it. But don't take that. Don't make no mistake about that. She is a very skilled martial artist extremely skilled martial artist. Like she's up there with Iron Fist, Shang Chi. She can hold her own with that group. The the Sons of the Tiger, White Tiger. She can hold her own. And it's not to say that any of them will be over her or have advantages. If any of them were let's say you take away Iron Fist Iron Fist and just on pure skill, mm-hmm. well she's there. So this is why I thought these characters should have had more. And I was really Hoping when Netflix came out with Luke Cage and Iron Fist, I was hoping for a true Heroes for Hire series. Yes. Instead of Defenders. And I was really hoping for a good spinoff of Daughters of the Dragon. That to me would have been a lot more playing field. And people know more Iron Fist and Power Man together as Heroes for Hire, but Daughters of the Dragon to me would have been a totally different thing. And those two have been around for various ways. So, you know, Misty Knight, when she was doing the role, or not doing the role, Misty Knight is a character, we know as fans, she gets the bionic arm. Right. 
So a lot of us, including myself, all the time I saw the, the actress playing her, and I'm like, she's got to lose the arm. She's got to lose the arm. And Netflix teased me because there's a lot of situations where she got <laughs> shot in the arm, hit in the arm, cut in the arm, and you're like, this is it! <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That's it, that's it, that's it, right there, right there. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Oh, man, she dodged. <laughs> it's the one time I was really hoping for the character to get maimed. <laughs> exactly, like, you know, um, uh, we, <laughs> those who know, we're like, it's any moment now. Any moment now. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Any moment now. Come on, man. And that must have been weird for the actress, too, that was playing her, because every time she turned around, <laughs> it was like, I'm getting all this probably fan mail of people saying, can't wait till you lose the arm. It's like, what? <laughs> um, um, Director, is this is this for real? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah remember, remember, just just read a little lot further on in the, in the book, so you'll, you'll, you'll get to the part. Oh. Yeah. Snap. Yeah, you know, and, 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 and oh, the Daughters snap. of the Dragon, right? They were hmm. uh, the first time they firstly got their name, Daughters of the Dragon, was in Marvel Team Up number sixty four in December of nineteen seventy seven. So that's where that name came from. But as Rod pointed out, it was Colleen Wing, Misty mm-hmm. Knight, Knight Wing. Okay, so their their origin a little bit differently, of course, than what we see on Netflix. Right, but they showed up in key moments. So. If you go back, and now, sorry, I, I'm jumping the gun here a little bit. Let me let me just give you some history so I'll show you how happy I am. So the people who created these two characters, it was created by Chris Claremont, thank you, and Marshall Rogers, thank you. I have to say, and he was the artist, so Chris Claremont is a writer. Mm-hmm. This is very important because, to me, there's certain writers and artists that get together. And I think they mesh very well. I don't know if there's any other strife behind the scenes, but in front of the scenes, for a fan facing, mesh very well. Mm. And Chris Claremont, what he did with Marshall Rogers and that introduction, the art, I liked it. I really did. But my favorite team up is Chris with John Bryan. They did the best, the most, well, I mean, people have their opinions about it, but I figured at the time they had the most notable run on the X-Men. Right. And those two worked together on multiple projects. So when Iron Fist had his own series, it was that team there. Like John Bryan wrote that team. Right. And just like the Netflix special, well, it, series, I would say, Colleen shows up in Iron Fist and there's a good three way battle. So they two got to get introduced. And then Sabretooth gets in there and they have to go and fight Sabretooth. And then at one point, Colleen Wing after the death of Jean Grey is dating Scott Summers from the X-Men. Yes. Yes. Good good on Chris for keeping them going. Right. Keeping the universe going in that regard. Yes. Absolutely. So with what they've done, so that's Colleen's role right there. She she kind of, she's got the martial arts, she's got a mixed background, you know, when we're going to say mixed, she she hmm. identifies herself more Japanese than she does uh, um, as a white American. She her even her grandfather was like, OK, she's she's got the heart of a Japanese warrior. She doesn't see herself as white. She sees herself as Japanese. That's how deep in the culture this girl was. Mm-hmm. Now, not to take away, we got Misty Knight, Misty Knight, American. And her story was, I believe she still was a police officer. 
Correct. And then she ended up stopping uh, a bomb, and that's how she lost her arm. Uh, you know, so it's different than how it was in a Netflix series. Mm-hmm. But of course, when she lost her arm, she gets a bionic arm at first, and then at one point she gets upgrades to it. So she's like, and it's only her right arm that's that's bionic. The rest of her body, the rest of her is all skill. So she does have police training. She, you know, with small weapons, hand-to-hand combat, combat yep. you know, and it gets a little bit more advanced because, of course, she, she's hanging out with Colleen and Iron Fist and, and the rest of them. So really with Colleen and, and her and Colleen would, you know, clicked off. When the two of them got together on that first story, they, they you tell in the Deadly Hands of Kung Fu number 32, they really talked about it real quick that Colleen says hey i'm here and that's her first story arc and she gets introduced they walk into a bar they're asking questions and then it turns around that you know everyone tries to jump them in the bar of course and they're in hong kong and she she has a flashback during you know when she's having a, a face-to-face confrontation with one guy remembering that her grandfather was killed her grandfather who taught her who raised her he was a, her paternal guardian he he mm-hmm. adopted her and raised her Turned around and ended up being killed off by this other guy. And during that, she said, "Well, I I, I have to avenge him. That's the samurai way. It's a code. I have to avenge him." Her uncle shows up and it's like, "Hey, you know what? I know, you know, if I wasn't lame, I would get into it. I also run the secret service for Hong Kong, but I can't bring them into a family affair because of its honor. My sons, I would have turned to them to kind of seek revenge." but they were both killed off during a war. So the only person left for revenge is you. Do you understand the way of the code? And she's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and grandfather taught me well. The grandfather taught her well, right? Like, I mean, this is like really coming out to, you know, to certain feels like almost like Kill Bill. Yeah. When Uma Thurman was being trained by the old master, and I'm like, right. okay, and with the sword and all that, I'm like, ah. I don't know if Quentin Tarantino ever, ever read Daughters of the Dragon, but Whoa, I see similarities. <laughs> similarities indeed. <laughs> right? Oh, my child. And, yeah, and then we get into Misty Knight. So Misty Knight cop turns around and loses her arm. And during that exchange, she turns around and says, hey, Misty, I, I wish you weren't here. I could have, you know, I would do this dead honor on my own. And Misty's like, no, 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 I owe you for saving my life. But they don't get into it too much. So mm-hmm. obviously we know there was a bond, a friendship that formed. I want to see more of that. Got it. And be it around that they were around from like the seventies, okay, up to today. And for the longest time, all they did was show up at other people's books, and they finally got their own miniseries, their own books. They never had a really a ongoing series. I think that's the only thing that kind of hurt them. So just to show you, you had. For example, Daughters of the Dragon, you know, Samurai Bullets, six-issue series, miniseries, and that was back in October 11th of 2006. You know, you had Shadowland, Street Heroes. So Shadowland, that's Daughters of the Dragon, you know, Daughters of the Shadow, you know, issues one to uh, three. And then Shadowland with Bullseye, Elektra, Ghost Rider, and Spider-Man. Right. And that was another kind of thing going on with the whole Shadowland storyline. And that was running of March 9th of 2011. And then, you know, we had Daughters of the Dragon Deep Cuts. Mm. I love that. And that was, you know, Volume 2 was a three-issue miniseries, and that was in February 19th of 2019. So out of that, if you really want to catch them, you got to read all the books. You got to catch, you know, Iron Fist and Power Man. 
a little bit of the X-Men, um, of course, Shang-Chi, some of the other martial arts heroes. Right. So you see, the good thing I like about seeing that you, you basically gave in the list of these characters, I guess the longevity of, from the 70s up to now. And we can see literally from the span of what you just said, you just said 2006 to 2019. That's basically like a 15 year, an average of 15 years of keeping their, keeping their story alive within the Marvel universe. I can't even say that, but at least in the Marvel comic universe and yes. still keeping it tied and bringing, bringing people's attention. Like you said, I agree. Bringing this conversation to light, bringing these characters back to light in a sense, so not even saying back to light, but showing people that they're still relevant because only as of this date right now, we're talking about two and a half years ago that this, this last issue, this last volume was published. Right, so that, exactly. This is still, it's still relevant here that we can still talk about the daughters of the dragon, talk about Misty, talk about Colleen, and it's not too far. All I'll, I'll, I'll just say is in regards to like even when the flipping with the show, mm. having them appear in the show, uh, I'm kind of going back. I'm kind of like wanted to jump or just tag on what you were saying earlier mm. in regards to hoping something spins off for them in in the Netflix um, series because yeah. One came in Nef and, and Luke Cage. One came in Iron Fist. Then they b both came in in um, in Defenders, and they worked yes. out through there. I would have honestly, I would have liked to have seen the spinoff of Heroes for Hire. Then at that point, you bring them in more, which gives them the ability to then go into Daughters of Dragon or Nightwing uh, investigation into that realm. It would have that to me would have been the progression of bringing that, bringing their own soul series on Netflix. You know, yes, it's, it's paused <laughs> for now. Right. So anything yeah. is possible that uh, we can, uh, someone can go and unpause and release, release the, release the dragons. Oh, release the dragons. Release. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. All release the dragons. So, for all the things you're saying, I, I love the idea. I love what was happening, and I was very excited. And I was more, I mean, as much as I wanted to see um, Power Man and Iron Fist, Heroes for Hire, I wanted to see more Daughters of the Dragon. I like the two actresses that they got for them. Mm -hmm. So, for, like, Colleen Wing was played by uh, Jessica so, Henwick. Oh, Colleen, sorry, yeah, sorry, Colleen, not about it. You, you're, right. You're right. I, and then... Uh, Simone Missick was playing Misty Knight. Yeah. I yeah. thought that was great casting already. We're not fan casting up because mm -hmm. if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Don't try to fix it. Don't try Let's to go. fix it. Let's go. Just bring them back. Yeah. Bring them back. You know, especially with right now, we're always looking for a diversity. We're looking for more female leads. That is the perfect show. Like it's already written. And it, it and even though it's got it's a good backbone, it's got a lot more, you know, you can add on to that plate. You can you can oh, yeah. you can put yeah. some, you know, it could be a whole smokers more smorgasbord of what you can add on to that plate. The only person that I would love to see maybe a part of that cast as a cameo, because they did it with all the other shows, is bring back Rosea Dawson as Clara Temple, the night nurse. Yeah. She she's a, she's a thread. Who just basically was connecting all the others one. So it, I, in my head, honestly, I would have already 
assume or expect when, not if, when they do the spinoff. Yeah. She'll be there on pause. <laughs> That's all I would have said. Yeah. Well, exactly. So now that these properties are now back with Marvel, Disney Plus, this is, uh, it's done. It's, it's, you know, here's a couple of things. One, there's a lot more freedom with them to write something really groundbreaking for these two characters. Two, do not, do not, do not change the actresses that have already played these roles. Rosea Dawson to come in there and be the common thread. Yeah. And what I liked about the comic book, it didn't do the obvious. Right? And what I mean by I didn't do the obvious, very simple. You know, Luke Cage, he's black. Misty Knight, she's black. You know, Colleen Wing, right? She's she's half, you know, uh, Japanese and half and half white. Okay. And Iron Fist, well, he's white, but he's into Asian culture because he's a martial artist. It didn't put, oh, Colleen Wing and Iron Fist together as a couple and Luke Cage and Misty Knight together as a couple. Right. I always liked that. I really liked the fact that they said Colleen Wing, you know, was just doing her own thing. Misty Knight has an on and off relationship with Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. Thank you. She she even gets you know in in Shadowland storyline with Daredevil you know, doing the whole Shadowland uh, Shadowland she becomes pregnant and they have a kid from you know I know she was pregnant supposed to have the kid I and I admit I dropped off on the reading on that part so I don't know if they actually ever went through and and did the whole pregnancy angle or not but that was a couple that was always on and off was those two so you have interracial relationship and it's not even to say that they have to have those two in there make the daughters of the dragon main front and center you can put iron fist and, and luke cage more in the background they've got enough popularity people know who they are we're really right. trying to get some things going with them so talking with nightwing you know investigations talking colleen wing talking about how their investigating style are how she's more even though she's calm she's the one that's really more uh, in your face, <laughs> Misty Knight's more methodical. That's right. a beautiful team up. Yeah, because it, it was, go, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. I in Hong Kong. Yeah, well, you know what? I, again, because of, of Misty's understanding, her being a police officer and anything like that, we also got to remind everybody in the sense that she was a superb um, detective. She was like at the top of her class, you know, when she graduated from police academy. So this is where the 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 analytical aspect of the investigation, Misty Knight's investigation comes in. You got like the brains and the bronze in that, in that type of realm yes. of that combination. Now they're both are bronze. They'll just take you out. You don't want to meet any in an alley, <laughs> someone with an arm, someone with a blade. Both are metal. I don't think your chances are good. I'm just saying that's, that's all I'm saying, but you can see who, <laughs> who's going to take you out in the shadows and one who's be like the, the mythical, you know, the, the scientific one who's, who's like, you know, the lead detective, you know, checking out this crime scene, trying to figure out the source and whatever the case we are investigating to find someone's missing or whatever case that they're on. You know, they're not a fabricated character who's just, you know, two people like, Oh, we're just going to put these two characters together and just say, yeah, they're, they're a private eye. They're investigators and just, phew, and just leave it at that. What's their backstory? Do they have the capability to do it? You clearly can see. That they both have the capability to handle themselves out, and they're good to go from there. Yes, 
Yeah. I like, okay, so you still keep the same origin, you know, what we saw on the Netflix series. Okay, start mm-hmm. it off and, and maybe do a quick flashback. Have them have that camaraderie there within their own series. Then I would really want to see that that, that storyline, that origin of let's fly them off to Hong Kong and start from there. Dealing with the, the death of Misty's grandfather. You know, incorporate that storyline somehow. Have them do the investigation. Now, when I come to series like that, I always like something that's going to take you out to different locations around the world. Mm-hmm. Really use the the characters as much as possible. They're more refined, so they would go around the world or multiple different places within, you know, Hong Kong or uh, and, and around I mean, that area. Tokyo, be Tokyo. Exactly, exactly, around Tokyo. Take me around Tokyo. I want to see different parts of Tokyo, but then it's also got to come back to the American side of it just mm-hmm. to have that tangibility because we know every hero in the Marvel Universe pretty much lives in New York. <laughs> Love it. Uh, uh, this you know is where it, it would get interesting. Yeah. Let them be, deal with the grandfather, try to deal with the, his murder, deal with it as a, a murder mystery almost like a buddy film you know like a buddy cop film but mm-hmm. i don't want it i don't want it too i don't want the jokey jokey myths like overly done make the odd times just to take away a little humor well written don't don't sell these actresses short at all right and i and i and when you get a pairing of cultures it's always fun i mean this is why rush hour is going in for rush hour four facts i just heard that right okay this is why lethal weapon did lethal weapon numbers right okay Anytime you get a mixing culture, it's always fun to have that tongue-in-cheek moment. Mm-hmm. But with now a female perspective, you know, keep it how it was in the series. Keep it gritty, a little bit of levity. But let's get away from New York. Let's let's start with you know. Oh, I got to go back home, and I'm coming with you, so to speak. Let them start in Hong Kong. Let them really go and explore. And after watching the other series that Disney's done. For example, um, you know, the, the, the um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, where there were different places around the world. Mm-hmm. Moon Knight, different places around the world. Right. All right, let, let's go with that. Let's, let's expand and, and, and keep that going. I really want to see Daughters of the Dragon. This is where people, I think, we've missed out on. As I said, I was more excited for that. Like Luke Cage and Power, you know, Power Man and, and, and Iron Fist. I always thought, okay, they're more based in New York. They don't really see their adventures going, spanning around the world. It's really New York or it goes to Kung Lung. Okay. Yeah. But come on. Misty, Colleen, regardless of, you know, Cyclops, regardless of the Iron Fist as they're dating, that they could still run into Sabretooth. Because they did. Right. <laughs> they ran into multiple people within the Marvel Universe, be it if they were helping them or fighting against them. It doesn't have to be always cemented in the Daredevil world, Hell's Kitchen world. They are more worldly out of all the people that we mentioned. The rest of them are usually Hell's Kitchen. That's where they want to be held up. And these two have bigger pictures and sights. And their storylines can go way beyond that. So I really want, you know, those two. Give me Rosea Dawson as a common thread. Bring back, you know, Jessica. Bring back Simone. That's that to me was Daughters of the Dragon, and I I was more mm-hmm. intrigued when these characters showed up in Luke Cage or Iron Fist than I was sometimes the main show, depending on what was happening at the storyline. I was really invested when she got in that part, and I saw, oh, here comes the arm, and then 
you know, Tony Stark, you know, donated the robot arm. I'm like, that's that's good. I don't need to see Stark to know Stark is present. Right. That's that's how I see this really breaking down. And their storylines, if you read the first ones in the Deadly Hands of Kung Fu, you know, part one, okay, they're kicking butt and taking names. Mm-hmm. Part two, they get captured by the bad guy. They they get you know captured, dragged out, uh, injected with drugs like heroin. They, they you know just trying to mind it, it. It's it's wow, wow. Like Chris Claremont, you went deep, son. He went in. <laughs> he went in. He went. In. He, he was taking lives. He was taking lives, literally taking our souls. <laughs> yes, and even in context with that, Colleen turns around and she's able to flush that stuff out of her system. And like, how'd you do it? And then Misty was like, you know, that's something that Iron Fist would do. That you would sit there and meditate. To get past the addiction and the, the cramps and the withdrawal. You know, she's like, I've only seen Iron Fist do something like that. That tells you what kind of level she's already on. Mm-hmm. Facts. Yep. 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 So that, that's how I feel about this property. And this is why I was really excited because, I, as I said, it's a lot more open. This would have been like Birds of Prey by DC Comics. This is, could have been the Marvel's version of Birds of Prey. By far, you know, you take Diana, the Black Canary, you take, you know, uh, uh, you know, um, Batgirl, you take the original Batgirl, the new Batgirl, you know, the Tower. Okay, that's your trio. That's Birds of Prey, how it started off. Or Huntress, okay. And Black Canary. These two? (laughs) Yeah, this this could definitely be, this could definitely be the, the Marvel's equivalent of it. And there's enough like you said, there's enough meat on the bone. There's enough connectivity that you just said a good part. It, it, it made, made me think in regards to referencing to Stark. Mm-hmm. Now, out of out of this group of individuals that we were talking about, the, the Deadly Hand of Kung Fu universe, let's just call that for right now. Right. Okay. I see right now, out of the different levels, the Sons of the, you know, Sons of the, um, Son of the Tigers, um, White Tiger, Daughters of the Dragon. Why is it that you can realize the, the Daughters of the White Dragon has connection to the top tier of the Marvel characters? That's 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 a very mind blowing thing. If you don't think, you got to step back and think about it. Like you said, Misty was 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 dating Cyclops from the X Men. Yeah, Cyclops from the X Men. That's a that's a big connection right there. So. Right. They, if anybody's watching this, you know, send this off to the right people. Let let the let the individual in the world of Marvel and the and and Disney say, listen, you have something there. You still have. It's not a has. You have something there. Is on pause. Unpause it. Unpause that series. Bring back the characters. If you want to build back from Defenders, hey, um, Daredevil is coming back. So it just gives you the opportunity. That you can slowly start weaning back to the shelf of, of, of Luke Cage, back to the shelf of Iron Fist, back to the shelf of bringing it back to Jessica Jones, bring back the shelf of Defenders. And then once you start, you know, clear, you know, give life back to them. Colleen and Wendy, Colin, yeah. Colin, sorry, Colin and Misty are in the wing. That's what I was trying to say. That. That's why it was it was kind of right. Like, I like that. I like that. <laughs> Colleen and Misty are in the wing of night. And close. Anyway, we're waiting to get back on the trail. This is what we could do. 
So I, I, I'm just saying, whoever, who else has this top-tier connection to Stark, to the X-Men, to the Avengers, to, you, you know what I mean? Top yes. tier. Yes. So Daredevil. It's, it's this top tier. So, so there are characters who have a, a, a good, a good chance of being received by people once it's written properly. And I don't see it can't go wrong. Like you said, we were watching the show, not to sound bad. Also, I'll speak for me, not to sound bad, but I was looking for Simone to get a little, oh, my arm. How that mean? She's getting it. She's getting it. Oh, she got away. Simone, you just missed it by that much. Right. She got it. So I'm, I'm like looking forward to hoping that someone takes an interest and goes back and just check and see like, you know, check the stats, check the ratings, see if people were interested when those characters were coming on the scene. The must have, because you, you gave, like you said, you gave Colleen a three issue, like three episodes in a sense of fighting, uh, Randy, Pam, sorry, yep. Danny, being, yep. being that Misty was, was always having a heavy conversation with, uh, uh, Mr. Luke Cage. So you're not bringing this character in for one time and then disappear. You brought them in to, to build something. I think they were already on the verge of doing that. Unfortunately, whatever happened and they just paused, it's time to unpause. But it sounded like you guys were investing in that already. So let's continue. Yeah, I think they were really testing the waters to tell you the truth because those yeah. two characters would come in. You brought in Colleen and you bring in Misty. Now, here's the thing. At one point, Colleen and Misty are working for Jerry Hogarth. Now, Jerry Hogarth in Netflix show was played by Carrie Ann Moss, right? Who was in the, the Matrix. But mm-hmm. in the comic book, then that was a gender swap. In the comic book, uh, Jerry Hogarth was a man. Right. And he was a very wealthy man who had his own, you know, company and firm and private jet. So this is how they would fly around. If if anyone wants to put some dots together, I think it's, now don't quote me, I think it's issue 107 uh, or something like that around there of the X-Men. Uh, I'd have to double check the number. But it's when the X-Men are flying back from the Savage Land and they and they meet Alpha Flight for the first time. The plane gets like grounded in Calgary because Shaman whips out a storm last minute. They're forced mm. to land. But a big private jumbo jet they're on is Jerry Hogarth's jet where you have Colleen on the plane along with Misty. And, and they use that plane to go. So that's how they kind of worked it out that Colleen and, and Cyclops at that point had a long conversation. But that was our first appearance by Alpha Flight. Not, not, mm-hmm. not you know, Guardian or Vindicator is going by. That's when he brought in the rest of the team and we got to see, you know, Vindicator, um, uh, Snowbird, Shaman, uh, Sasquatch. That That's when they brought that team in. And that was written by who? Once again, Chris Claremont Amongst, yep. and, and drawn by John Bryan. And that's who generated all this. So that was a nice crossover. And that was, once again, that was Jerry Hogarth's jet. Not, you know, one of these big jumbo jet, privately well done, custom made, like how Drake flies around right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is where, the, so to me, I would love to see, okay, bring back Carrie Ann Moss. We understand what her role was like and how it kind of ended off, but it would be so kind of cool to see them working for her law firm or company and going around trying to find certain objects and right. let that be a gateway. So there's a lot of gateways, I think, overall for the series of Daughters of the Dragon. Right. So I said, we're not casting it. It ain't broke, don't fix it. I believe, give me a couple of seasons, 
and that can intertwine with other people making a guest appearance. So they can be looking for the the, the medallion mm-hmm. that they were using in uh, Sons of the Tiger or White Tiger. Let that be a case they got to figure out and solve and where it came from. And, and, and maybe and let when those characters be more in the background. Let them start off in Hong Kong and seeing, okay, solving that mystery of her, if her father's, I'm sorry, grandfather's death. Mm-hmm. Let it be maybe there's a case that haunts Misty Knight that she was not able to solve. And something from that case comes back to haunt her or, or mm-hmm. start and they, and they start down another thing. That's how many openings there are for this that don't have to rely on Daredevil, Iron Fist, Power Man. None of them. None of them. They stand on their own. I just think, I know it just needs a good writing team behind it. It needs to have that that same level of treatment and budget behind it. And it has to have, you know, as I said, Jessica and Simone. It has to have those two actresses oh, yeah, for, sure. for it. Completely. Completely. Yeah, don't, don't give me nothing else. Give me something else. I'm, we we got to have some problems. <laughs> Now, I understand that they're working on other projects, but once again, we know actresses and, and actors film projects, you know, when they're taking a hiatus, their summer hiatus or from the show. So come on, make it together. Even if it's just a short-lived, you know, four-episode kind of run, give yep. me that. Give me that. Yep. Give me something. I, I love the world. I love world building. Mm-hmm. This is where it can be world building. And you don't have to get every person that's a female to show up in the show. No. I'm just saying the common thread would to me would be the night nurse, Rosea Dawson, and I'm good with that. Jerry Hogarth, some kind of connection there. Okay, I'm good with that. And then let's go. That's my two cents. <laughs> All right, that's a good two cents. That's a very good two cents. Um more like seven dollars, but it'll go two cents. <laughs> no, but literally um, you're you're breaking it down very well for anybody to understand these characters and realizing the possibilities and the options that you know could be laid out. That they have enough meat, they have enough bone, they have enough structure uh, connections. Like I'm saying, to intertwine with anybody else in the Marvel comic universe. So you have the ability to like saying go back and start start the show with. Um, Started off in the sense that, but you, like you see, in, in issue um, 32 of that, Deadly, um, Deadly Hands of Kung Fu, right. they're already together. They're yeah. already together. So they already have a friendship bond already. So you can clearly start that off by saying they've already, they're already been working together, whatever the case would be. Maybe you will say this is not, they're not in uh, Nightwing investigation mode as yet. True. But these are these are the fundamentals that made them understand that listen, we can work good together. We're just doing little odd stuff around around the place, just trying to figure stuff out. And now getting word that her grandfather passed away, um, and it basically was he was murdered, you know, kind of scenario. Something happened to him that was a, was a big mystery. Like this doesn't make any sense. Colin says, I gotta investigate this, I gotta go and check this out. I'm coming with you, which means they've already been paired, but they've already worked together. So let's just start the series from there. And you're right. You can you can branch off here from so many different places. There's so many places. Again, even even as you said something about the Jade, um, the, the Jade Amulet. Yeah, again, go back, start talking about that in conversation or something like that. We hear them talk about, or someone mentioned about the Jade Amulet, and it's not in the forefront of that particular mystery. Right. 
but it's something that's misty like oh right what's what's that we'll come back to that <laughs> and, and and that's it you know just do the typical West Indian just like let me just put it here and yeah, gone. right right <laughs> and gone that's to me would be a perfect way to like okay season two this is what we're going with yeah Hunters, treasure hunters to a certain degree not you know it's so their investigation they can be treasure hunters looking for objects of art trying to bring back things from you know family heirlooms important things that people deem a lot of value on that have shown up on the black market and they're trying to deal with that and let's not forget within the the netflix series with daredevil i think yeah daredevil and, and iron fist there was a lot of other um gangs you know within you know not superhero gangs but gangs within new york other mm-hmm. like, that would fall into that world that they can deal with i think a lot better than the main two guys that should have dealt with it how they wrote them so they can pick out a nemesis easy come on now they can they, uh, can, they can fight the uh the teflon the teflon gang that was uh with hawkeye oh it? yeah 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 those guys yeah exactly just uh, just to say they're outside of hell kitchen again we want non-hell kitchen gangs we're talking outside of that look we can we can pass we can pass that 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 uh that, that square footage area of the city. Let's talk to some other guys, and that's it. Done. That's the show. That that's the show right there. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, everyone. I hope you guys are are, are listening and, and curious about this character, these characters too, mm-hmm. and want to find out more. So obviously, support the books. Go and check them out. I really think that if you look back at classic Iron Fist. You look back at the Deadly Hands of Kung Fu. You look back at those miniseries we told you to go and check out with Daughters of the Dragon, Nightwing. You're not going to be disappointed. You're going to sit there and wonder the same thing I wonder. How come we didn't get more? How come we never got a full-out series? How, right. Especially now, everyone's looking for diversity. And I, I'm not saying that in a bad way. This, like, you have it. It's like you want something diverse, and they have it, but they don't use it, and that's where right. I think the failing is. It's not being utilized, even if they work for other companies. Because once again, Heroes for Hire would take a job for a dollar to do, you know, the good. They were in a nice office and flying around on private jets. I can see them working for Stark Industries, where you know they got reached out by Happy Hogan saying, "Hey, nice. we got to nice. find something. Don't want, you know, I want to keep this very discreet. This has gone missing. Can you retrieve it? What about Iron Man? Oh no, he's too high profile. We need someone to keep this discreet. Here you go. Okay, Woo! that just loops the world together. Cool. That, I got another that's just loop. one in. I got another in. Um, She Hulk, Attorney of Law. Why can't they work for, for the firm? They can work for the firm. Yep. They can work for the firm. Yep. Stuff to be done, handled, you know, discreetly or even non-discreetly, just stuff to be handled. Again, they brought She-Hulk to be the forefront of the hero type of um, firm section of that. Yeah, the so, division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Division and everything along the line. So why can't you have Nightwing to help assist in particular matters that are now superhero type of you know, cases that, listen, we just can't have, we just can't have, we can't have, uh, we can't have Foggy, we can't have Foggy running out here doing stuff like that. Foggy Nielsen, you know, mm-hmm. he's just, he's just, he's just human. Now, for Matt Murdock, then we can understand it, but we don't, we're not supposed to know that Matt Murdock is, but we'll leave it at that. <laughs> so, all we'll say is that you hire Colleen, you hire Misty, we can hire the Nightwing investigation to take care of certain situations 
that yes. are deemed down your alley. Yes. Ladies right. and gentlemen, let's do this. That's right. Because I said, Heroes for Hire is a blunt force instrument. That's the way I look at it when you get Iron Fist and Power Man together. That's Colleen and Misty are a scalpel. They are finesse. They, 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 and they showed that. We need mm-hmm. more of that. Mm-hmm. So, as I said, uh, I'm not casting it. I'm just going to put up the actresses' pictures. You know who they are, right? right. Uh, and that's who, to me, really, th- that was perfect casting right there. I know some of you might have a difference of opinion, and that's cool. Put it in the comments below. Let us know. Let's have a discussion. But to me, that's the casting right there. So any last words, Rod, while we wrap this one up? I know it's going to be uh, kind of short and sweet, but we had to talk about no, it. No, 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 no. We had to talk about it. No, I, I, everything is good. Daughters of the Dragon they are, are, are a unique pair that you realize are in the limelight or aren't in the limelight. They are already there. They're already there. The, the connections that they have, the possibilities that they, they can bring to bring to the world, uh, they're already there. Like I said, they're intertwining with too many people just not to, to forsake them and think that, eh, I don't know about that. They're already there. So we all it is, they just need to be given the right direction and give the night nudge. And just kind of like you know, like a kid on the you know, like a kid on the side stage, you go and nudge into into the into the sunlight. Let's go. Oh, okay, here here I am. Oh, that that's all it is. That's all we need. True that. So once again, Disney. I know you had a little bit of a shakeup. You got it uh, back. One of the CEOs that used to be a CEO, MCU. You're all part of Disney. Let's get down to it. So I need you all to draft up a letter and send that over to uh, Jessica Henwick. You need mm-hmm. to draft up another letter, send it over to Simone Missick, and then you mm-hmm. need to turn around and draft up some proper contracts, and then you need to reach out to a good story writer. And now, when I say Marvel MCU, I mean both of you, because one should comp- complement the other. So we need right. a good comic book with the two, and then we need a good screenplay for these actresses to really sink their teeth into and go for it, and then, mm-hmm. uh, and then let it just play out. You, you're always looking for the next big thing. You know, sometimes everyone's like, oh, it's got to be new this, new that. No, we're all about let's go back and bring it to the forefront. And this is why we do this show, because there's characters that get missed or not represented enough. Right. You know, Colleen Wing and Misty Knight, Nightwing, Daughters of the Dragon did not get represented enough. They, they should have definitely had their own thing going on. So that's my pitch for it. Make it worthwhile for the actresses. I'm sure they would love to come back if done right. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it don't make it look like how it was the Blade movie and the Blade comic book when the Blade movie came out. The Blade movie with Wesley Snipes when it came out, the first one, everyone's like, yeah. And then Bart Sears was drawing the Blade comic. I mean, Bart Sears, I like that artist a lot. And then, but the comic book, you know, before he even got all into it, there was another comic book before that. And it was like, eh. it didn't seem to capture what the movie was doing. This. Right. Is an opportunity to come clean slate with characters you really have the rights to. Don't lose them by not using them. There you go. Here we go. That's it. Hmm. Again, I'm Barry 3D. I'm Rod C. This has been the Iconist Podcast. And as I always say, this whole world was started with a pencil, a piece of paper, and lots of imagination. Keep on dreaming. Let's go. Support the books. We out. We <laughs> 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 get sponsored with against who knocks. Okay. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Peace.